This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Free Play Florida. Guys, you do not want to miss it. It is one of the greatest conventions going on today. And it's all about retro gaming, which is something here at the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce. We absolutely love and adore. They've got all your retro game favorites from classic consoles to also your favorite classic arcade cabinets. And don't forget that the Happy Happy Hour Hour with Johnny and Deuce is the official podcast. And of course, your boy Deuce is the voice of Free Play Florida. You don't want to miss it. Johnny, when is Free Play Florida? It's going to be November 11th through the 13th, 2016 at the beautiful Double Trier Hotel in Orlando, Florida. Johnny, who all is going to be there? We've got the amazing CEO and spokesperson for Sega, Nathan Barnett, as well as video game historian Walter Day, and creator of some of the biggest titles, Rampage, Xenophobe, Disc of Tron, Saints Hollow, Star Trek Voyager, and many more, Mr. Brian Colon, pinball designers Gary Stern and Jersey Jack will be there on display with their beautiful pinball machines, player of the century and star of King of Kong, Billy D. Mitchell, and world record holders Richie Knuckles and Todd Rogers will be there on display. And speaking of world record holders, there's going to be multiple world record attempts going on that weekend on a ton of different games. You don't want to miss it. You want to be there at the Doubletree by Hilton in Orlando. November 11th to the 13th. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Hello, everybody out in listening land. This is another episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. And just like Han, we never ride solo. It looks like we've got a a scoundrel, uh, a Wookiee, and maybe a farm boy with us here tonight. And, of course, just like always, the princess is missing. So, because she is not here with us tonight. So, everybody, go ahead and introduce yourself. We'll start at the left-hand side and work the way to the right. Uh, I'm Glenn. I'm uh, I'm the guild mage for uh, the LRPG. Nice. I'm Scott. I'm the guild master for the LRPG. I'm Eric. I'm one of the aldermen for the LRPG, as well as one of the triumvirs for the Just Dice League. Awesome, and we're going to explain all that stuff to you in a quick second, but there's first one thing we've got to do, because that's the way we start every episode with a happy hour with Johnny Deuce, and that is with the good old-fashioned Deuce salute. I should feel a little bit bad that I'm opening one in a church. Just say. We're in the social hall. It's oh, okay. oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this is the they play bingo in here and do all that kind of stuff? Oh, do... do. I don't do, know the, if do, they, do the Unitarians do, do bingo? I don't, I don't know. Think, or is that more of a Catholic thing? Hey, let's ease up on the Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 bad Of course, you could drink in our religion. church, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Catholics are all about drinking the church, just saying. So. Never actually seen bingo in here, but I have seen, you know, board games and stuff. Oh, you know. there you go. Because this actually used to be the old room that we played in where everybody here is from tonight, which is the Lakeland Role Playing Guild. And I'm so, so glad to say... Uh, I'm, we're not calling them a sponsor because they're not a sponsor. They are friends here at the Lakeland Role Playing Guild, and we're so awesome to have these guys with us tonight. And I want everybody to tell us what's going on with the Lakeland Role Playing Guild. And, Scott, I think since you're the the grand potentate, if you will, of the uh, Lakeland Role Playing Guild, we'll start with you. All right. Well, the Lakeland Role Playing Guild is starting its 17th year in existence tonight. Uh, this is our annual meeting and anniversary party. Um, currently have there there's what 
thirty odd people in the room tonight. Yeah, yeah. There was a bunch in there. Now I might have, uh, I might have slinked out a little bit just because I had to set up equipment and the cold beer was back here. So I might have slinked out a little bit. But you had quite a few people in there this evening. Yeah. Uh, Normally for the annual meetings, we we usually have a really good turnout um, because we have some folks. um, Bless their hearts. I thank them with, 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 with every fiber of my being. I have a few folks that only come out for the annual meeting to say hi, pay their dues, show their, show their support, um, and then we don't end up getting to see them because of real life throughout the rest of the year. Um, but a bunch of other folks that are in that room uh, are out there uh, every second and fourth Friday of the month yeah. for our regular scheduled events. Um, uh, tonight was uh, a, a slight bit different for our annual meeting. We did cover covered a lot of business uh, in a slightly different format that we normally haven't done before. And we um, did it a lot quicker than we usually do. Uh, yes, because I didn't do all the talking this time. <laughs> well, I was about to say, that was the quicker version of this? That, was it, it, was <laughs> the, it was, you know, we, we wanted to keep it under an hour. We, we kept, I think it came out to, what, 55 minutes, but at least it was under an hour. Hey, so. well, there you go. I mean, and, yeah. we had, and we actually covered a lot more agenda topics and items this time than we have in the past so we did so 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 more content and less time well there you go well that's that's not bad at all but i gotta say it says something about your club when you've got members that only come at this meeting they pay the 25 dollars for the year which it is to be a member of the lakeland role-playing guild and then you don't see them again like that's serious members like that's hardcore people where they come they pay their 25 dollars and they leave and and you won't see them again until next year yeah. i mean that's that's serious dedication that they, they, they are dedicated i mean we, we have a we have a number of folks who have been with us for the entirety of our 17 year run um uh, some folks who have been in from about year four or five on up um they used to be able to come out more often and, right. and take part in more stuff um but you know real life you know Marriages, divorces, kids—you know, extra, yeah. extra school, that sort of thing—has um, has, has really kind of taken taken a toll on some of them. But they, but but they're still family, and they still get what we do, and they yeah. still support it. So it, well, it, we've it's got a guy that you know uh, moved away for for work, but he still maintains his membership. You know, yeah. does he really? Does he yeah. like mail it in? Like yeah. he mails you a check? Yeah, well, with uh, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he pay, pay he pay pals me his money directly. Yeah. No, no joke. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty flippant cool. He, man. he yeah. lives that's in really, what St. Really Augustine cool. and still right. That one went up there. Uh, actually, actually, we have we have two actually. Cause, uh, really? Cause, yeah, because cause I, I forgot I forgot about brother Tim. Um, uh, he got a job um, with a uh, with a with a big online tech company. Um, was working in Alabama for couple years like a hot minute uh he's now he's now working over at their at their other office in irvine really um and yeah i i got it i got his paypal dues the other day so that's dedication wow. well that is that's dedication but it also shows you the love people have for this club because this club is amazing and what i really like is number one it's family friendly like you're all about the kids you're all about families and it's all about um you put a post on facebook which you guys tell them what your facebook page is again for the lakeland role-playing guild it's uh, facebook.com slash uh, Lakeland RPG. Oh, there you go. But you put up a post where basically like, because you do a whole, basically a GM academy, if you will. I'm probably butchering the name, but it's like a GM college where it's like, hey, do you want to be a GM? Do you want to be a dungeon master? Like, And you put this on, but you put up a post the other day where you're like, we've got to teach these kids about role playing because they're the next generation. It's like if this generation dies out, this all dries up. And it's something I didn't even think about. I was like, you're right, because 
you know, with kids now, they've got video games and they got iPads and they got cell phones and it's, you know, sounded like a the old timer over here, you know, old man Deuce, they got the cell phones and the iPads, but it's like they've got a lot of things that'll take their attention away. And if you don't say, Hey, this is a really good way to connect with people and have fun, then you know, it goes away. But you know what, I gotta chime in here because one of the things that you mentioned video games is I think it's counterintuitive. But video games have actually helped board games in paper, pencil, RPGs. Really? Because it's easier to explain. If you think of a video game, like, yeah. well, and now I'm going to really date myself. Yeah, but yeah. Like, back in the day, I'd say, like, you know, oh, well, they said, what's d and I said, well, you played Ultima on, yeah. <laughs> right? Oh. Like, way back now, right? <laughs> so I'd say, you know, you played this game one thing. Well, it's like that, but we use our imagination and our, and our uh, you know, paper and pen. We roll dice. And then it's kind of, like, makes a connection there. Yeah. And the other thing, and you can look at the numbers because with the every technology's taken off, but the right. board game industry is stronger than ever. And yeah. There's, there's a lot of reasons for that, but it is, it, it, I think that being able to relate it to people who are into video games is a lot easier than trying to explain them cold turkey yeah. what RPGs are. Well, no, no, and I think you're exactly right because now RPGs, th- there's a whole genre of video games now that is RPGs. So if you say, hey, this RPG, it's a role playing game, but you also tell them, like, Look, it's not like a video game. Like, if you play Skyrim or you play Fallout or whatever, like, you're on a set path. You can't, you can do whatever you want because it's you and the GM kind of having a dialogue, and it's like you're writing the script as you go, Absolutely. which makes it so much more interesting than I'm playing this game, there's a code that's in the system, and I can, X does Y, and, you know, I can't veer off the path. I can't be like, I want to go do that thing over there. No, you can't go over there. Well, I want to, but in a role-playing game, you can do that. I'm like, I want to see that thing over there, and I want to check that out. And then you might be screwing up your dungeon masters. Like, well, crap, I didn't write a scenario for you going and seeing that thing over there. But, you know, <laughs> and you gee, can't do that. that never happens uh, to exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Scott, Scott Scott's, that's never happened to Scott. No. Not a never. So. Now, now uh, um, another, another positive and and I have very few positives about online games. Yeah. Sorry, folks, but you know, yeah. Um, but another positive with the online and computer games is that there are a number of them that use the same rule engine for a lot of the paper, pencil, pencil and paper RPGs. Well, that's what they were built off of. I mean, if right. you break it down, I think most of the RPGs started with basically, hey, you know what? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons has this really cool rule system. Let's just code it, and then we can just use yeah. the same rule system. Yeah. So, so if, if we actually can get, if we can get the you know the the younger players, you know, over to our side of the field, right? We have a much a much more shallow learning curve than we used to. Yeah. You know, ten fifteen years ago. Right. Um, now it's you know not only are they familiar with the basic style style and concept, more often than not they're going to be kind of familiar with the actual mechanical rules too. Right. So, only thing we have to you know. That we can't give them is the same visual stimulation. Oh that yeah, they because the they're gonna have to use their imagination a little bit. But yeah. still, I mean, it, like you said, the rules are the same. That basically, when they're building the characters, it's the same. So, which that's, I think, when you get somebody new into role playing, that's almost the hardest part is like getting to build the character. Which is nice because a lot of the games here at the Lakeland Role Playing Guild, you show up to a table, you've got pre-generated characters. You're like, I want to play this style or this character I like to play, and the game masters already like okay, then take this one, and then you don't have to do all the – because, goodness gracious, I mean, me and you, and we'll give a shout-out to our good buddy, Wood Scorpio. (laughs) Like, when we sit down and we play a role-playing game, it's like, this is what I want to play, and we spend an hour rolling up a character, but you don't have to do that. You go to the table and you say, this is what I want to do, and bang, you're out the door, and you're rocking and rolling. Yeah, that that was was always been one of the the driving 
goals and purposes of the guild um, make it easier for folks to get into the into the RPG hobby and also people who already are in it to kind of break some habits so yeah. so so we run the vast majority of our event games you know during, during any of our meetings with pre-generated characters just like just like you would see at most gaming conventions correct um, that way the game master himself once he has written the adventure has enough characters covering enough roles so he knows what to per, expect what not to, so many curveballs not so many curveballs yeah. um, and in our case where we have you know an ongoing guild where we have the, you know the same folks we get to know each other's play styles so it's like okay so I know Glenn always likes to play the rogue yeah I want to try and shake him up a little bit I want to give him the wizard yeah not only is it a pre-generated character he doesn't have to worry about making the wizard he yeah. actually is forced to kind of step out of his boundary a little bit and try and learn something new yeah which kind of and we're going to throw Wood's name out there again which I'll plug him on the episode like one of the things is when I first started role playing when I was probably about 18 years old um I would always go for the gung ho characters. Like I wanted the Punisher. I wanted Wolverine. I wanted the I wanted the action guy. You the know, shield. yeah. Like I wanted the yeah. Let's get in there. Let's do something. But like as I got older and I started to progress in my learning when it came to role playing, I wanted more like the psychics. I wanted more of the people that had because we use the old TSR uh, uh, Marvel system actually when we played, and so I was like, well, let me see. Let me try a guy kind of like the guy from, um, oh, goodness, that could touch things and could see it from the Stephen King novel. Um, oh, oh goodness, I can't even remember. It, it, I'm blanking right now, but uh, they did a TV show about it with the guy from um, Weird Science. But basically, he could touch things, and he could see the future, the past, or whatever by what he touched. And I was like, let me try something like that because that's different. Or let me try um, – the dead zone. dead zone. Dead zone. There we go. I That's knew it would take me a minute, but I'd get there. Um, but I was like, let me try a character like that, or let me try a character that's more intelligence, not just all action. Because at the beginning, that's all I wanted was like, oh, I want the Punisher, I want Wolverine, I want to get in there and do things. But once you get older, you're like, no, 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 I want to think through the problem. I don't want to just punch my way out of a problem. I think problem. that's a common uh, progression in role-playing. Is it? You, you, like I when you're so. younger, you just yeah. want to punch you your way You just want to run around and, yeah. and, and steal things and, and beat things up. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably an escapism thing, too, because when you're younger, like, all of your problems are the worst, and you can't steal or punch your way out of them. So you're like, can I just please, can I just punch my way out of this paper and pencil thing? Because I can't exactly. do it in real life. But then when you get older and you could kind of punch your way out of things, you're like... No, let me think my way out of things because now I'm in the real business world and I can't punch my way out of things anymore unless I want my lawyer to get involved. So, well, <laughs> Unless you're really successful in your business world, in which case you can afford it. Yeah, exactly. You can afford to there punch you go. Well, you start to relate to your character more, too, when yeah. you get older because, like, you know, when you're young, it's like, ah, oh, I'm going to bar fight, hop in the next morning, pop a beer first thing right out of bed. Now yeah. it's like, you know, I'm a little older now. I'm like, all right, if I get a bar fight tonight. That means I'm, I'm out, like, the next gonna, two days. Yeah, I gonna, might even take off back, work on Monday. Yeah. Like, let's just talk through this and just let's get to bed at a reasonable time so we can adventure tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> that's a funny thing because when you're a kid, you'll role play all night. Like, I've been watching Stranger Things, and they're talking about, like, they yes. role played for 10 hours. And I'm like, 10 hours? That's like training wheels. We used to role play for, like, <laughs> uh, the whole weekend. Like, we started a Friday. We might have gotten six hours sleep maybe somewhere Saturday night and then – rolled out like late sunday like what are you talking about this 10-hour gaming like we did like 
38, 48 hour like marathon sessions where we ordered food in. But like once you get older, you're right. Like not only do you want to think through problems, you're like, I want to wrap the game up by 11 because I need like eight hours before I get up and deal with kids tomorrow. Or mm-hmm. I've got, you know, yeah, whatever you've got on your plate as an adult, since I don't have any of those things because I'm not an adult. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's totally different. And that's the other thing I love about the role playing guild is because you kind of got like you get here at seven and then we're done by about 1130 midnight. So it's fun and it's all contained and it's every two weeks because to, to use what again, we would play every weekend. I'm like, I do this anymore like i've got a very busy schedule like i've got the podcast i've got you know my friends i've got everything else i can't just role play every week but now that i know it's like every other friday i'm like let me come out for friday for like four or five hours and just move it to saturday and still get my gaming in which i think is really really cool so there's a lot of tools to help with that too now you know the yeah. LRPG has the forum so gms yeah. can start a thread and like kind of catch players up that maybe missed a week or, you know, like fill in a plot hole or something like that. And that helps out a lot, too, you know. So I think the technology has helped make, you know, be able to spread a session out over a few weeks and not get far too far behind. Or forget, oh, that's oh, good. where was I? Was I in the middle of the woods? Was yeah. Was over in front of me or something? I don't remember. Well, that's the other thing, too, catch you up. Go ahead, I mean, and, 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 even, and along with the form, I mean, it's also just private email. Yeah. You know, I mean. Our Facebook Messenger. Right, There's Facebook a hundred messenger. different ways yeah, ton, to get in right, touch Right, ton, tons of different out. ways. I mean, yeah. a lot of the things that – a lot of things that happen at one of one of the games that I run, um, you know, a lot of the character development, character interaction, while it is a role-playing game and we like doing character interaction at the table, it's right. it's part of the point. But there's some stuff that other that other characters can't know yet. Right. So it makes it easier to do some behind-the-scenes character development yeah. through, through, through these quick messaging systems. Which makes it a lot easier because it used to be like when we'd role-play, like if somebody needed to know something but the whole party couldn't, you had to take them in the other room, or you'd have or to take them outside, pass, or them note, pass them a note. But now with all these things, you can kind of just drop, drop, a, drop a tech message yeah. and there you go. There yeah. you go, like, hey, you know, this person, you know, is not what you think or whatever it is. Yeah, which is really cool because we progress with technology so much now that it, it adds to role playing. Like the first time I saw somebody with a laptop at a role playing table, like mind blown. I'm like, what the heck are you doing? Like, but now it's like everybody's got a tablet or an iPhone or whatever at the table, and it, you know, heck, they've got roll apps now where you don't even have to roll dice. You pull up an app and it rolls the dice for yeah, you. Yeah, pull up the app, shake yeah. the phone, and which it, it I even, say it is even Judas. makes the noise. Exactly. Yeah, it is a little. Yeah, yeah it's Judas. I like yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. You yeah. get out some dice and you roll like yeah. my hand. Well, you I've, still I've got buy the app. You got it from the novelty factor. You buy the app right. and you roll your regular dice. Right. Yeah, I, I've got it on my phone, but yeah, I. I've never even thought about actually pulling it out and actually using it during we the We used game. it when we were at Beefs that one night after, yeah. I did because yeah. We, yeah, we were playing a board game. We were at Beefs. Yeah, we because were, we, we're a board me and game. him were in a, in a softball league together. Yeah. And, like, him and one of the guys he works with were playing this little game. And he's like, oh, let me pull up the app. And they're rolling in the app. And I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> like, this is sacrilege. It was totally weird. But we're like, we didn't have any dice. Yeah, you didn't right? have we're any like, dice. Right. And we're, like, the only four guys at Beefs at, like, 10 yeah. o'clock. And yeah, they're yeah. like, would you just eat and get out of here? Get out of here, nerds. Like, tried to play a board game. <laughs> so, and I was watching, like, UFC on the TV. I'm like, I don't right. care. Whatever. Right. So. Yeah, that's the only time I've ever actually used that app. That it's app. been on my phone for years. And, yeah. 
It's like emergency, you know, instead of breaking right. glass, an open app. Right. It's yeah. It's it's the emergency dice. Well, it's like the uh, have you seen the the, the dice rings? Yes. The critical crit success puts out. Yes. Yeah, I have one of those for the, the rock paper scissors little bit Spock. You know, that's perfect. <laughs> you know, you always have like, perfect. A yes. Nice. Awesome. Well, we're on an awesome roll here, guys, and we're going to take a quick, quick break because we got to pay some bills. I'm going to be right back with more of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Johnny Dude. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by RetroGameTreasure.com. Get real retro games for the old school consoles you love delivered to your door every month. They have consoles like the NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, PlayStation 1, Game Boy, Game Boy Advanced, and more. Tell them the type of games you like and what games you already own so you don't get duplicates. You even get a wish list. It's not a rental service. And best yet, you keep the games. Use promo code HAPPYHOUR and save $2 off your first month. Learn more at RetroGameTreasure.com and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Lakeland Zombie Fest Terminal V. Thousands of thousands of zombie enthusiasts are already planning their zombie costumes and apocalypse survivor gear. This year's Zombie Fest 2016 will include local bands and entertainers along with how-to and discussion panels. There will be several costume contests and cosplayers. Zombie Fest always has an eclectic variety of vendors serving food and sharing their merchandise. And don't forget also, there's tons of stuff for the kids. There's bounce houses, there's fun areas for the kids, there's face painting. Also, don't forget about the scare houses and the scare zones. Also, Scott Finster of Sci-Fi's Face-Off fame will be there live at the show doing zombie makeup effects. And he's also been on the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce multiple times. You definitely want to check it out. You're definitely going to want to go to Lakeland Zombie Fest. It's going to be from 2 p.m. till midnight at the Sun and Fun here in Lakeland. So go check them out and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. And we're back with the happy hour with Johnny Deuce. And Scott, the one thing I want to ask you coming out the gate is what do we got coming up for year 17? Because we just kicked it off live tonight at the meeting. All right. We are going to, after after tonight's opening night, uh, we start the Guild Year 17 uh, with number one, a road trip. We're going to Orlando to take part in Huracan 2016. Which actually, just so Scott knows, this is actually dropping the Tuesday before Huracan. So you guys, because hopefully, knock on wood, we're going to do two episodes tonight because it is going to be Lakeland Role Playing Guild week on the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce leading up to Huracan. So this episode is actually going out the first Tuesday. So tell them everything they can check out that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Huracan. All right. Well, at Huracan, um, it's hosted by by HMGS South. They're primarily a historical miniature group. Yeah. Um, great bunch of guys. It, it, That's where I cut my teeth, actually. Yes, I remember. Well, you, we, I used to play Battletech with you. Yeah. For well, you know, when when when, yeah. you, when you were just a wee lad. Yeah. Like, uh, well, actually, I'll, I'll, we'll go in that story and I'll, yeah. I'll let you continue. <laughs> Basically, what happened was I was, uh, gosh, I was probably only in fourth or fifth grade, but. I used to go to the bar with my mom and well, I shouldn't say bar, country club with my mom and my dad, <laughs> and uh, they didn't want me to sit in the club room with them, so they would leave me at the bar with the the, the 
bartender, I guess you would say, and I would eat my dinner there and watch TV, and I'd talk to her, and her name was Tracy. And um, she was like, well, I've got a son. He's about the same age, and it was her new husband's son, so it was like her stepson. So anyway, I went over one night and spent the night with him, and I go in the garage, and there's this huge table with all these, like, hedges and these houses. I'm like, what is this? And they're like, oh, we do these miniature games. I'm like, shut your damn mouth. <laughs> so, like, he brought out some, like, of his World War II stuff, and we played a World War II game. And, it like, after night one, I was hooked. I'm like, we're doing this every weekend. So, like, I lived at their house for, like, a summer because, like, every weekend I was there for, like, the whole weekend. And they – which was really cool because the funny thing is not only was I gaming and I was having fun, I was learning a lot about history because there were things about history – that I had learned completely wrong. Thank you, Polk County Education. So, like, I was like, wow. So, like, I had so much fun doing that. And then as I got a little bit older into middle school was when I was hanging out at Downtown Comics all the time, which where yes. I met Scott and I met Glenn. Yes. Um, and we started playing Battletech because my, my hunger had grown past just, like, historical. Because I'm like, well, I want to do – something more than this like i want to see what else is out there and i did battle tech and that's where i met scott but anyway to cut you off in your story i'm sorry uh, sir no that's all right man but it's we're gamers is what yeah we do. It's, yeah it's it, a it, conversational it, podcast yeah. it's gonna go all over yeah. the place like a pinball yeah it's it, it's the multi-headed monster yeah um but uh but yeah huracan um historical miniatures primarily but there's also a a, a really good selection of non-historical sci-fi fantasy miniatures um there's also RPGs. Um, the Lakeland Role Playing Guild um, had been providing the majority of the RPGs for a number of years at right. the shows. Um, uh, through certain circumstances, that has that's tapered off a little bit. I was about um, to say, I feel like a butt's coming in with that sentence. That it has tapered off a little bit, okay. but but we but as as the guild is regrowing and 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 restrengthening and actually exceeding uh, previous uh, previous plateaus. Um, I'm looking forward to upcoming shows with HMGS where our RPG presence will be increasing. I have uh, to, jo- to defend them too a little bit. Yeah. They're, they're also facing like the, the tidal wave that is Pathfinder society. You know, it's out a, of Tampa. It's a, out yeah, of it's everywhere. Out of, it's across the, the world, yeah. really. Okay, right. Well, well, so bring me up to speed with that because you're talking to me. Well, I'm, a, I'm a big dumb dummy on that one. Okay. So Pathfinder society is Paizo's flagship uh, game. It was Pathfinder, and they have the organized play Pathfinder Society, which is basically you you can create a character and take it anywhere you want and play with any GM anywhere in the world. So if I f- make a Pathfinder character, I can drop it in any Pathfinder game. Correct. It has to be signed off by GM. I don't know the, the intricacies, the details, but the general gist is you could have a character, you know, uh, Smitty the, the Blacksmith, and, okay. and you could just go to Tampa and play. And then you know you level up just like you would in any you know normal Pathfinder but game. But it's if I go to Tampa and I play like say I go to Tampa Bay MegaCon and they've got a sanctioned Pathfinder game and I play with Schmitty the whatever his name is blacksmith, um, and I get the level twenty and like Gene Harvey says okay he was a game master and it's okay so now he goes to this event and now I'm level twenty and I play that event now I'm twenty one he signs off and I go to the next one twenty two. And you just kind of keep taking that character along with you. Is that exactly, exactly. Yes. Almost like if it was a video game and you've got it on a save card, your character, and you can take that save card to each different game. Exactly. Exactly. Like to, to, to our to our listeners that are big video yeah. game fans, that might get that a little bit easier. It basically, but you log in by showing up at the convention, yeah. you party up, and you go on an adventure. 
Okay. And it's that simple. And so this this behemoth that is this worldwide, you know, organized play. Because you brought them up earlier, and I think you even right. brought them up in the meeting tonight, that there is a Pathfinders Guild in Tampa. Right. That, right. That there, there's the Pathfinder Society organized play system. Yeah. And different regions of the country. Well, every state has has has, has some presence of Pathfinder Society. Okay. And different regions within each state have what they call lodge houses. Okay. And the Tampa Bay area is, is its own lodge. Okay. And the Tampa folks come out to the Huracan and their sister show Recon in the spring. Right. Uh, and and run and run a full panel of games of of of, of sanctioned authorized organized play Pathfinder Society RPGs. Now I'm going to throw this question up before we go any further to the two of you. I know what Pathfinder is, kind of like I know what Cricket is. So, how much you explain that to our listeners at home? Basically, what Pathfinder is. Uh, the short answer for 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 your listeners, yeah, who. <laughs> short answer. Uh, this is like, yeah, go ahead because this is like a, you're talking about years of history and. Uh, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean. Oh, I, th- I thought you were laughing. The way and mocking I, you. I no, 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 laughing and mocking because no. I, because I said short <laughs> well, answer. No, let me explain what I understand yeah. it is. A Pathfinder was explained to me as basically, you know, Wizards of the Coast had bought D and D, and basically Pathfinder took like the three point five D and D rules, made a rule book for it, called it Pathfinder, so they didn't get their panties, you know, sued off, and then rolled with it, and that was kind of the. It, Essentially, you were dead on. Okay. Uh, when when it first came out, okay. it's been 11, 11 or 12 years now, I think, since Pathfinder's been running. Okay. Uh, but when it first came out, um, those of us that were working in the in the hobby retail segment. Which you were. Because, which I was at yeah. the time at, at, at the late, great, dearly departed The Fantasy Factory. Oh, in we're, we're coming back to that later. We're yeah. not going to let him drop <laughs> that bomb and run, but go ahead. All right. um, uh, we all referred to Pathfinder as D&D 3.75. 3.75, because it was a little bit better than D&D 3.5. Right. They made some improvements. They, they made some improvements. But it was still basically D&D 3.5. Correct. It, it was all based on the D20 engine, okay. so you know you could carry it through. Um, with 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 very very little issue, you could just dump D and D three point five stuff wholesale into the Pathfinder. Or pretty much almost any D and D supplement pretty, for a lot of the way without pre- a lot of right changes. Exactly. Pretty much so. Exa- exactly. Um, so because the Pathfinder Society uh, Tampa Lodge has become affiliated with the HMGS shows. Uh, that also has taken up some of the real estate that the LRPG oh, have been so having. But they're a great group of guys. They are, yeah, they, no, 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 no. Yeah. And I want to say this right now. We're not throwing anybody under the bus. We're doing explanation because this is the first time which I'm actually getting to share something that I love, which is role-playing, which is another thing Johnny loves, which I, I know he would really wish he could be here for because he – Slacker. Well, he, yeah. Why the hell weren't you here? But he role plays all the time, so like he gets this too. But it's a love of ours, yeah. so like we understand it, and we're not trying to throw anybody under the bus because we both have the same feeling. Me and Johnny, and I can speak for him that anybody that's making the hobby grow and getting yeah, new people exactly. into the hobby is keeping the hobby alive. Because this is one of those hobbies that it wouldn't take much for it to fall by the wayside. If that makes sense, yeah. not like not at all. Cause, cause, yeah, cause it, I, like I, a slight nudge, yeah. and the whole thing goes. Because because I, I, I was on the front lines with retail for yeah. fi- for fifteen plus years, and you were in the fifteen bad years I before in, the yes. Marvel movies got big, before yes. nerddom was cool, like back when it yeah. was not cool to be a nerd. Yeah. So I mean, we're, 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 we're definitely getting back to that. So yeah. so all right, so so the Pathfinder folks are there, um, and now to 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 show 
to, to, to kind of hype them a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, let me take up a little bit of my a little bit of my own uh, a little bit of my own time space, but to hype them a little bit, they are role players, tra- traditional hobbyists, pencil and paper guys, um, theater of the mind, creativity, and on their week showings okay. at the HMGS shows, they've got eight tables. Solid full. Solid full every single game session throughout the entire weekend. That's on their week on their that's week pretty, showings. That's pretty solid because you gotta remember it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so people gotta take off right. Thursday and Friday. And that is at a tra- at a traditional historical miniature gaming event. Which and is and, big. Which yeah. is big I mean it's a completely completely different it's a, mindset. Grain. Yeah, yeah. It's totally against the grain for that. You know, yeah. You tell them about Gen Con. When I remember that when we went to Ru- oh, oh, yeah. compared to the D and D. Yeah, yeah. Gen Con, the, the 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 mecca of that of that that is the gaming hobby as far as conventions. Yeah. Which know. is something that's on now been added to my bucket list. Now that I can fly, I can I'm come, actually, come with us next year. Come yeah. with, yep, yep. But yeah, next year is the 50th anniversary, and LRPG will be hashtag Dice on the Road once again for another trip to Gen Con. Well, um, we might have to make that happen. We'll yes. have to talk after the show uh, about but, that. But, but go ahead. But, but Pathfinder Society has they're they're one of the primary Paizo's one of the primary sponsors for Gen Con, and they have the Sagamore Ballroom in the Indiana Convention Center where Gen Con is held. And the entirety of that ballroom is filled with round tables with Pathfinder events going on. There are 150 tables in that, in that ballroom, and they are all cranking Pathfinder games. For the whole event. For the whole event, and in, in either three-hour or five-hour blocks, depending, depending upon the level you know the tier level right. of the of the system, um, and the the gaming grid for Gen Con starts um, sometime Wednesday afternoon, right, and runs until midnight Sunday Monday. Okay, every single hour, it's full. It is full, and and they also have this massive um, interactive event where everybody in the room is playing the same adventure. They have they have this cool setup where it's one adventure, but certain lower level characters can do these type of things. Mid level can do these. High levels can take on the big boss. So let's let's say let's use D and D as an example. Like let's say it's an adventure module. Like the whole room is basically playing the same adventure module. Yes. Okay. And, and each table has its own GM, but there's also like you know like the the big auctioneer that's yeah. marshalling everybody to make sure everybody's in the same round in in the same round function. Yeah. It is. It is. Insanity. An insanity is amazing. I have wit- uh, they have actually run an interactive at a couple of the HMGS shows. Yeah. I've watched part of it. It, it mind blowing. I don't know how in the hell they're yeah. able to keep ten tables in the yeah. same adventure with all these different tiers. It just 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 amazing stuff. Well, and for our listeners at home, I think with Gen Con it's a little bit different because Gen Con's got a little bit of everything, like. That's completely different. But when we talk about Huracan and them having all these tables, it'd be the equivalent of if in the middle of Lollapalooza or from the middle of Van's Warp Tour, I got up, I started a stage and started playing Hank Williams Jr. and I had a full house. It's like that is so against the grain of what they're playing there. And I had a full house of people listening to me. And that is the exact same thing that happens, yeah. which is great because it shows how many people are kind of in this. They have this love affair with uh, – Gaming, but what I love about Gen Con that we were just talking about is Gen Con is kind of, if you will, the 
uh, I sound like an old man, the Lollapalooza or the Vans Warp Tour of role-playing games because it's everything. You've got Star Wars. You've got, you know, Pathfinder. You've got historical miniatures, if I'm correct. Like, you've got the whole gamut. If you can think of it, put it on a table and play it, somebody's got it running during Gen Con. Okay, and how old am I? Because he's just referencing the Lollapalooza as what marks him as an old man. Lollapalooza is a place where people get together and play music. Oh. I don't know. Oh, I know he knows what Lollapalooza <laughs> is. I think he was the one who taught me what the fuck Lollapalooza was. Yeah, I, 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 I just, I just question how much actual music is happening at Lollapalooza. But anyway, because, yeah. because, oh, yeah. yeah. you know, well, I mean, you know me for how long? You know, yeah, I remember. It's Iron Maiden. It's yeah. Saxon. It's Metallica. You know, it. You know, I remember when, and this is throwing it back in the day, day when we were actually playing BattleTech, and I was like in middle school, and they started interviewing him for this article on Gen Xers for the ledger. Yes. And I'm like, what's a Gen Xer? And he had to explain it to me, like, well, that means I was born between then and then. I'm like, you were born then? Okay. <laughs> like, you know, like it totally blew my mind what a Gen Xer was because I was like, okay. I'm like, this is my buddy I hang out with who tells me what all the cool sci-fi shows I need to be watching, like Babylon 5 and Xena and Hercules. Yes. You know? Well, I think the funniest picture I've ever seen of Scott is when I first got. I was just kind of getting to know him at the cons. Oh, I think I've got a couple better ones, but and you go this ahead. This one's probably you're probably gonna remember this one. And he comes like, "Oh, check! I just got back from a metal cruise." I'm like, "You want a metal cruise? Yeah, we went cruising metal the whole time. It's awesome." Seventy thousand tons said, of metal. This picture, and I don't remember the artist's name because oh. you took the you stole the show of the you know kind of this picture. So he shows me this picture. And it, was, it, was, course, it was it was it was Chuck Billy, lead singer from there Testament. Obviously, stereotypical metal guy, yeah. the hair, everything tattoos. Big, 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 big and Samoan. Standing him next next to him is this gentleman in nice shorts, tucked in polo, perfectly Oh, I know that hair, was Scott. And it's Scott. And yeah. I, and the juxtaposition <laughs> was so sharp that I couldn't stop laughing. I don't. I, I still. I, cause I, I'll start laughing if I think about it too much right now. Well, I still have the clipping somewhere in a book, and it was him in the ledger, and they did his like, I'm a Gen Xer, and it was him sitting in front of the table at Matt's. And there was like three little BattleTech miniatures in, in front of him. But same thing. He had a nice shirt on. He had it tucked into his shorts. And he had a belt on. And I'm like, that's Scott. That's my boy. <laughs> like, you know, like, that's my dude. <laughs> okay, so fine. Sue me. I have good sartorial sense. Yeah. He's got class, <laughs> yes. folks. He, he definitely we run a classy <laughs> establishment over here at the Lakeland Role Play Guild. Bitches. So, <laughs> bitches. So, exactly. Exactly. But oh my goodness! But no, I definitely uh, I'm super excited about Hercon. I want to plug that some more. But definitely Gen Con is getting on my bucket list, and I want to. I'm going to put out some feelers. I'm going to have you guys help me with this. And since I've got a podcast, I can go ahead and plug it now. I'm going to put out some feelers to do some maybe audio there, and maybe able to bring because all this can fit in a suitcase, which is only an extra fifty bucks if I remember correctly when I go on an airplane. So I can take it with us, and we can do the live show on the road at Gen Con and maybe actually get like a, a press pass or something like that because I would love to do sure. that and be like, hey, we're yeah. pressed. We want to come out and do the show, mm -hmm. which would be awesome, which is actually what we're doing this year at Gen Con. Hoping maybe uh, maybe next year we can do a little bit more because this year is going to stink a little bit and I'm going to torpedo myself in the foot. Um, I'm only doing Saturday morning this year just because of schedule, but my goal Oh, at, is, Hurric at Huracan. At yeah. Huracan, yeah. yes, yes, yes. My goal is next year, if I can maybe pull the strings I want to pull, is to be there the whole time and maybe even live podcast from the show because I think that'd be awesome. If not, 
at least live podcast and not like have a hotel room where everybody can come back to and we can say, Hey, these, this is everything that happened today. And like yeah. do like a rundown each day of the event and then drop it the next week. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my pie in the sky goal. I hope maybe the hurricane gods will bless me with that opportunity, but uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. All right. But, uh, but yeah, tell us all about what's going to happen at Huracan. Okay. All right. Yeah. Continuing on with Huracan. Um, um, we have, what, 130 events. Um, al- you have a bunch because al- it already was like slotted. a spreadsheet what you sent me. Like, what game do you want to play? And it was like a bukkake of stuff that hit me. I was like, <laughs> good God. Like, how many games are you guys doing? It's not the word we use on the press release, but... Uh, <laughs> but maybe you should in the future. Do you want a Bukaki of games? Come to Hurricane. Maybe like a targeted press yeah. release. Yeah, that could definitely work. Yeah, targeted. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a, that's a, the, that's a good want, choice. Yeah. Do you want the double up box, buckshot of games? <laughs> then this is the place you want to be. So. <sighs> With that group, you probably get some people shooting clays if you start advertising that way. Though. Oh, like, God, I know. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. There's some gun racks that are going to be at that show yes. for sure, and I love those guys. I grew up with those guys. Yeah. Like, I think that's the first time I saw a loaded gun was hanging out with those guys because yeah. they were like, "You want to see this kid?" <laughs> well, you got like so many. Like, you got a lot of military or ex-military. Ex-com. God bless them. God yeah. bless them all. Um, but yeah, you're exactly right. Like, a lot of ex-military guys because those were the ones that I loved when we played back in the day because those were the ones that would sit down with me, explain things like. This is this kind of gun. This is what this does. This is what this does. This is the reason why these guys are fighting. No, you don't call the Germans Nazis. You call them Germans because this is the reason why they're fighting. They weren't necessarily Nazis. And, like, explain a lot of history to me that my Polk County education (laughs) did not explain for me. So, and that's the greatest thing about this is this whole thing, Huracan, Lakeland Role Playing Guild, the whole deal is a great learning experience, and it's a great time with families to get together and explain things with yeah. the kids and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. which I saw tonight, which was glorious. I yeah. love it. Yeah, that that is that's that is one of the most awesome things that 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 I that I experienced the first time I went to one of the HMGS shows way back in two thousand and two. Um, the Tampa shows, right? That, we were in back, Tampa. Back when we were in the old dump in Tampa, <laughs> upstairs because they double booked us. Oh, tell me this story if if, if that's allowable. Uh, let's just say the venue has improved. Yeah, the, well, yeah. no, you guys are in Orlando. You're an amazing hotel. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The current place is better. Is 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 really good. Uh, but yeah, the old dump in Tampa. It was a, uh, it was a humble little abode, at the corner of Bush and Nebraska, off of two seventy five. I remember correctly. That's like strip club central right around there. That yeah. was that was Hooker Central, yes, yeah, and yeah, bad yeah. hookers yeah. at that. Yeah, um, we call those the day shifters here on the happy hour. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 the first show that the, that LRPG went up to them went out and and actually ran ran a lot of games for um, was uh, Huracan 2002. The hotel had double booked. We are a historical miniature gaming group. There was a, and the theme was actually Civil War. Okay. So there's a lot of guys running around. A lot of Southern guys, a lot of cops, ex-cops, a lot of military, ex-military, all Southern. Maybe with a lot of rebel flags. A lot of rebel flags. Proper Confederate flags. Proper Confederate battle flags. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, they double-booked us with the African-American chapter of Narcotics Anonymous. Are you fucking, excuse me, are you flipping kidding me? (laughs) No, I am not. Oh, my God. Like, I bet those guys were like, 
I, I'm just I'm gonna sprinkle some crack on this guy and just call it in. Like, <laughs> and we all got along. I mean, there was and, no issues whatsoever. Yeah, no, but there no, was definitely some awkward moments. Yeah, there were some. I mean, I drove up and it's like, oh, this is not going to be good. But yeah, it, like, it, yeah. But everybody kind of kept to themselves. A couple of them actually popped into our room to see what the heck we were doing. Um, but th- that's yeah. also, I think, a big a boon, if yes. you will, yes, for our hobby. It's like. We're, o- like we're that. open and accessible. We're open and accessible because if I'm an African American guy working for the narcotics, you know, division, and I walk into a room full of a bunch of white guys with you know Confederate flags on, I'm gonna be like, "What the hell?" But if they're like, "No, no, no, I'm I'm really, really sorry. Like, we're playing, you know, a historical miniature thing. We're just trying to be historical. We're not trying to be hateful. There's there's not no hate here. This is." You know, this is technically our southern heritage, you know, even though we may or may not have been wrong in the issue or whatever. Absolutely. You know, but very accessible and very open and very understanding and want to explain our hobby and our craft to other people, which I actually think is a very good learning um, boon for everybody. Just basically saying, hey, you know, we we get along with everybody, even if maybe our attire at times especially in that particular instance, would not have been the case. You yeah, know? Absolutely. And in fact, a friend of mine who's run several times over the shows, he's part of the Just Ice League, He's he does uh, an Alusty. Alusty is the biggest uh, American Civil War battle that took place in Florida. Yeah. And he does it. And that includes, of course, famously the 54th Massachusetts, yeah. who held the flank without ammunition yeah. for, I think it was an hour. So like they, they stood fast with, very well, I said no ammunition, but it was very, very they hard. had no backup. So, it was like what you had in your gun was it, yeah, like, and, yeah. So, and, and Eric, for the listeners out yes. there who may not know who the 54th Massachusetts was, oh, it was yeah. a very famous uh, regiment of black troops from the um, freed slaves from the north, yeah. Um, so it was the movie Glory, the movie Glory yeah, is all about pretty Absolutely. much that battle, is the 54th. Um, in fact, it's in the movie, the yeah. battle they were at the Battle of the Lusty, it's when they're in the woods, they don't really kind of highlight it too much, but it's before they go obviously go to the fort, but well, um, yeah, 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 but I mean, it. it there was a lot of big, of course, because it was Civil War, there was a lot of big battles that were fought here in Florida and Alabama and Georgia. And us being from that area, that's something that, you know, I think one of my favorite things, even though I hate to admit it, I took my mother to see a uh, concert with uh, Carlos Mencia. And he was like, uh, Florida's in, you know, down here in the South, you're the only people that historically reenact the war that you lost, <laughs> you know. And and we do, but it there's a lot of heritage there, yeah. you know, and it's it's not hate. It's just we want to know about our history, know what our ancestors did, you know. And exactly, and that's that's basically the that's one of the aspects of the cons, which is so great, is that it it's really truly becomes about the history. Yeah. Um, and objectively through all the years, like you said, you know, you're sitting there, you're playing a German unit. Yeah, and, and I, I called them Nazis as a kid. Yeah. And then one of the older guys pulled me aside and he said, "Hey, let me step outside." And I'm like eight. And he pulls me, he's like, let's go outside. And I said, yeah, yeah. And he was like, look, you can't call them Nazis. And I'm like, well, but they're the Nazis. He's like, no, no, no. You got to understand, Nazis took over Germany. The Germans had to fight for the Nazis because that's where they lived. They didn't have a choice. It was that or get shot. So you it had was the, like, yeah, the Wehrmacht yeah. as opposed to, you know, your SS groups. Yeah. Like so it's like they didn't believe all the rhetoric and all the BS that they were saying. They just did what they had to do because it was like you either do this or you get shot. So they're like, well, I'm going to get rank and file and do exactly. what I got to do to keep myself alive and my family alive. You know, exactly. and it's he's like in. He was like, you know, don't call them the Nazis because that's offensive. Plus, because a couple of the guys that were in a battle tech group, I found out later after I'd said a couple of 
probably not appropriate things. Uh, they were German too, and they're like, whoa, 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 you know, don't loop us all in there, you know. Well, my great uncle actually was in the Eastern Front, uh, Austrian Army, yeah, fixing tanks for the Germans. So, yeah, yeah. it's my only tie to World War Two. So, yay. yeah. We but, won't talk about some of the that family. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they went but, to they moved to South America very quickly after the war. Well, exactly, other, and, and the same thing with the people that were in our group. Like they were German, but after yeah. the war, they you know of course left and they migrated over and everything. But it's it's one of those things where it's like you just can't label this whole group as something. And I think it's the same way with the Confederates. You can't label that whole exactly. group as racist. Like some of those people are like, I've got a farm, I want to protect it because if these people take over, I lose my farm. They weren't trying to be. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because 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 not 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 every farmer in the in the Confederate states was a actual rich landowner. Yeah. Therefore, they didn't they have did, they, did, they did not like, have. They might slaves. have been like running it themselves, but they're like, right. look, if I don't jump in on this, they're just going to take everything, and now I have nothing. Like yeah. I I don't have a way to feed my family. I don't have a way. And then next my thing kids. I knew, it's like, oh, good afternoon, Mr. Sherman. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. kind of the neat thing about historical miniature gaming is that it, because it's atypical or apolitical yeah. and you're focusing so much on, like, the battle or the scenario that takes place, it kind of, in a way, you can humanize the, you the really guys can. Who, who were, you know, in certain roles. You know, you're just a guy on a battlefield. You know, you're rolling, you're representing them, you know, uh, and you just you play the game. You learn about the battle and what they did. and their But it almost, in a way, dehumanizes them because you're like, I'm this guy playing this role. And then you can learn about the history because you're not so attached to exactly. the character. It takes the emotional aspect away. Yeah, it takes the, the... And feeds off your fact you want to win no matter who yeah, you're controlling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's really all we want to do. Oh, absolutely. Just win and drink beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's pretty much kind of like that bear with Johnny Deuce. That's pretty much our motto. Win and drink beer <laughs> and write it off on our taxes. That's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah, yeah, that's the American exactly way. Right. Yeah, that's literally much. the American dream. Yeah, yeah. Paraphrasing, of course. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. All right, but now other other stuff you did, did, that uh, you and your listeners could could expect at Huracan. Um, the vast majority of the events that are happening are what are what we refer to as demonstration games, and this will be the same, with the exception of the Pathfinder Society organized play stuff. This will be the same for the miniature games, for the board games, right. and and the non-organized play RPGs. It's a demonstration in that. The material is already prepared by somebody else. You just have to show up. Which is why I love this event, because literally, prime example of what I'm doing, I already signed up for the World War II event. I yeah, just I, I got him into Mark's game. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I'm how did you get into that? Because I, it, he knew somebody. Because I knew somebody. Oh. And I told <laughs> Scott, I'm like, I, I don't care. I just want to be on Scott's team. As long as, like, if I got to drive the hour, not getting paid, to Orlando, I want to hang out with Scott that morning. And then I'll, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know, drive home that afternoon. But I'm like, I just want to hang out with Scott for the day. So I'm like, that's worth the, the two hour plus drive time and gas if i and get to hang out with my buddy scott all it's day. worth the drive that yeah. game is impressive it yeah. always looks good and yeah. plus it's a two-part game like i think i'm only in part one and then you do part two after lunch yeah At, well, uh, well we'll we'll get into some detail on that in, 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 in a little split bit the objectives though too of course so you're right still, yeah right um so everything's a demonstration game for the for yeah. the for the tabletop war games you're going to show up you're going to have um an, an amazing game master um like um you gotta say Bill Moreno, like Bill Moreno, like Bill Moreno, f- formerly from the uh, South Florida Miniature Gamers. Um, he he is an award-winning game master and terrain builder. No, he no ha- joke. he ha- he has won awards at at the big historical show Historicon. 
When I grow up, I want to be Bill Moreno. Yeah, we all want to be Bill Didn't Moreno. Didn't you go to Historicon back in the day? I have not been to Historicon yet. Have you not? No. Okay, because uh, that's it, that, that's on that's on my on my well, game show bucket list. Well, me and you list. need to go yeah. together because uh, one of my favorite stories was uh, Kurt and him, and there was a heavy set guy we used to play. Uh, uh, 40, B- Big Dale. Big Dale. Big Dale, all them, they would rent, like, this church van, and they would go every year. And I remember, because I have a – I don't know if I still have it, but I used to have it back in the day. Probably it's in the same place as Clipping with you. Is a picture of my buddy Patrick, who was probably, like, 12 or 13 at the time because we were in middle school. He's got the seatbelt strapped to him, but he looks like a paratrooper because he's bent over, falling asleep like going up there because it was like an 18 or 20. oh yeah, it, yeah, it, it's, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a hell of a drive, drive. Yeah. and like literally there'd be 20 of them and the two back rows of this rented church van were just filled with all their miniature stuff so it was like there was like three rows they could sit in and that was it the rest of it was like all their you know their sleeping stuff and their their clothes all right, and all right now else. now now are you sure patrick was strapped in and sleeping he wasn't strapped in and trying to puke because if dale was driving there's a chance he was probably motion well, sick his <laughs> eyes were closed so i don't know maybe maybe it could have gone either Praying way on for that. salvation we yeah know, right? it's something yeah. it's something yeah, yeah yeah uh but it could have been it could have been either and i hope maybe i can find patrick d's and actually send this to him uh, because uh patrick was like basically my godfather if you will when it got me into this kind of stuff and patrick was too and big dale i gotta give big dale a lot of credit because big dale got a lot of people in this county into gaming he a really ton. did but because back in the day and we'll, we'll throw it back we're i swear to god we're gonna get back <laughs> to the hurricane uh he ran it was like a paintball shop but it was mm-hmm. also like a gaming place. tactical, tactical, tactical edge, edge. Yeah. yeah yeah and Played like, paintball there many yeah. many many but, times Tactical Edge. I mean, I mean, it's it, it's technically still there. It's it's a it's it's a it's a the different. The tanks are still there and the half yeah. tracks. It's a it's a different animal, but yeah. it's but it's still there, still doing what it it's did. It's still on my zombie survival guide because I'm like, if shit goes to pot, I'm going there. They've got like a couple tanks and half tracks, and except I'm pretty for, sure they still work. Except so. for the paintball, I don't think they do the paintball. Uh, no, 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 no. They, they haven't do done the that in a long. Yeah, time. Haven't but, yeah, haven't done that in a long time. But but it, but it's still a gaming hangout, still a flop house. Uh. <laughs> uh, well, I think if I remember correctly, because I'd heard word on the street, there was this thing called a Thirteenth Legion yeah. that had started up, and they were working with them, and they right. were like a place for Thirteenth Legion where they could go and hang out, right. and play games, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thir- uh, I'm, C- Sebring, I want to say. Sebring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're it, in a mall. Like the, yeah. the the main hub is like in a mall in Sebring somewhere. Yeah. But that's like their Polk County Guild, or right? Something. And and now and and I keep hearing conflicting things on whether or not the Polk County chapter Thirteenth is still up and running. It may not be because um, I, for a hot minute I was like following it all the time because they were saying because and and I'll throw this back to Lakeland Role Playing Guild to kind of get you guys back in um, is that they were doing miniature gaming. I was like yeah. awesome and. I had come out to Lakeland Role Playing Guild a couple times with Glenn, and this was maybe three or four years ago before right. I started coming back regularly. And it was more role playing. I was like, "That's cool," but you know, this is what I'm doing with Wood on the weekends. Like, this isn't this isn't nothing new. But then, and, and thank you to you, sir, for the Just Dice League. You started bringing the miniature gaming back, and I'm like, "Well, hell yeah, I'm coming back because you guys were doing miniatures, and that's kind of my jam." So I was like, well, I'm going to come back and do that. And it, it kind of spawned from the 13th Legion yeah. because I was like, well, they're doing it. And they were doing it at Tactical Edge, but it was really weird. And they didn't have a schedule. And then, yeah. and you're right, they might not even be affiliated anymore. So, yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, let's see. We were on 
Huracan and yeah, we were on Huracan and what you would see, and we were ta- yeah, yeah. And, and we were singing, the, we were getting to sing the praises of Bill Moreno. Yeah, <laughs> um, you you will show up at Huracan and you will see a game master like Bill Moreno that's going to have a table, um, fifteen feet long. Yeah, covered in terrain and houses and grass. Yeah, depicting a civil war battle or a Spanish uh, Mexican Civil War battle right. in 25 millimeter. Yeah. He's going to have every dude out there. It's going to be amazing painting. He is going to walk you through the rules uh, for, for, for the first round of gameplay. Um, he's a good teacher. He's a good instructor. He can take you by the hand. By the time, but halfway through the second round, you're going to know the game and you're going to be able to run it yourself and, yeah. and, and, and just go. Um, um, absolutely amazing miniatures. Stunning paint. Great terrain, good guys. Yeah. Um, the HMGS shows um, sit as far as attendance anywhere between anywhere between two ninety to three forty. Yeah. On 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 the attendance scale, which, which is, is which, fabulous for a miniature gaming thing, yeah. even in Orlando, which is a big town. Because you got to remember, miniature, especially historical miniature gaming, is a niche. Yes. Now the good thing is they expand to. I think they've got some forty k games going. Right. They've got like. Other games, I think they might even have some BattleTech. Like uh, once in a while, a BattleTech game will pop up. Yeah, um, like they have yeah. other games besides just a historical yeah. miniature. But I would say nine or seventy-five percent. I would say is historical. S- certainly seventy-five. Yeah. Probably, probably a smidge. Maybe probably 80? a smidge more than that. Yeah. Probably about eighty. Yeah. Um, be a lot of demonstration games. There's also a couple of tournaments that will pop up once in a while. Yeah. Um, um, there will be um, what's the word? Word? Uh, uh, Flames of War. Flames of War, fl- the World fl- War flying game. Right. War, war, well, Flames of War is World War II miniatures, actual ground guys. Okay. The the Wings of War, Wings oh, of Glory. Oh, that's what I'm thinking the, of. Yeah, I'm Wings sorry. of War, Wings of Glory is yeah. the, is the is the airplanes. Um. Um. Uh, Bill's doing the Battle of uh, was it? He's doing the Crimean War. So oh yes. Look, it'll look oh. like a Google Earth. Shot, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and and. <laughs> And Bill has been has been sneak previewing new miniature painting he's been doing with his Crimean yeah. Crimean forces, and it, it it is ridiculously stupid in the best yeah. possible way. Yeah, the, the, that the guy paint. does great stuff. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I remember it. Didn't he do Vietnam miniatures? Because I remember at one point he had guys like with little cigarette packs up on their helmets, like. This guy goes actually. Vietnam may have been Rob Morse. Okay, Rob, Rob Morse is the big Vietnam guy. Yeah, with Who, us, and he used to play with us too to some degree. Uh, no, uh, no, because Rob Rob's up from North Florida. Okay, so I'd, maybe I'd, I'm thinking yeah. the wrong guy, but I mean, but but yeah, yeah. I, actually, I think I may remember seeing seeing some mini, some some of those non miniatures yeah. back, back in the old days at Matt's. But yeah, I can't remember who was actually running those. Um, Don't forget our special guest Stan Kubiak. Kubiak. Oh yes, Stan he's Kubiak. Be, he's the author of Aerodrome. 2.0. And he's uh, going to be there. Like World War II flying. It's going back to you says other flying. Yeah, yeah. So he's a special guest. And well, maybe there. next year if I'm there with the podcast, I would love to interview him because I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping all this kind of parlays into us doing more because and this is just a big apology to HGMS South. This is a big apology to Lakeland Role Playing <laughs> Guild. And this is a big apology to Hurricane a uh, Huracan, excuse me. We kind of got to the party late this year because our schedule has been off the charts because, I mean, we are very, very lucky, and I don't mean to be boastful or be proud, but we are the number one podcast in Polk County. We've had a very, very full schedule. Um, and once I heard about it, I'm like, we're in. What You tell me what we need to do to help you guys out, we're in. And like I said before, 
you guys are not sponsors. You guys are friends, which is a different level. Um, so I said, we're in. I will do everything I can, everything possibly I can, to make sure we can promote your event and get more people there. But I hope next year that you guys can not also just be friends but be sponsors and maybe actually do more stuff with it because I really want to yeah. I want to do that next year and I definitely want to be able to be boots on the ground there and be there for the whole time and be able to do podcasts and do more things with it. But one thing I wanted to say to Mr. Cupcake himself, I don't want you to belittle what you do because your miniatures you have here at the Lakeland Role Playing Guild look phenomenal every time we play a miniature game. So I don't want you to like be, I mean, we're talking about the greats of the greats. Don't get me wrong; that are going to be at Huracan. But someday, you do someday. you do some phenomenal work, sir. So I don't want you to get downplayed at all, or you know. And I appreciate that. I can't take full credit. Um, one of the other members of the league uh, actually painted all the, the miniatures we posted from or from last last month when we ran the uh, Hundred Years War game. Yeah, that was painted by. Well, uh, feel free to give him a plug or whoever uh, needs miniatures painted because brother, you've got you got the, you got the floor. If I can give him, I'll check with him offline yeah. and then maybe we can plug him uh, in the comments for the the episode. Just to make sure I don't want him because he's kind of he's also going for his doctorate in history. Okay. So I don't know how much free time he has for too well, many commissions. I understand that. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing that happens with the good ones with yeah. the really good painters. They're on a backlog. They're like, look, I'm already painting. You know, a set of you know, Space Marines for this guy, or I'm painting a set of, you know, a platoon of guys for World War II for, or this guy or whatever. Yeah. Like, the good ones are booked out so much that they don't need publicity. Like, their work speaks for itself. But your work speaks for itself or whoever does your work because every time I play, the miniatures are phenomenal and off the oh, chart, sir. Appreciate that very much. And uh, we try – that's that's kind of what we try to do is, like, you know, we, like our slogan is game well, yeah. game very well. Yeah. And that's, like, kind of our shtick is that we want to, you know, host good games and like give yeah. good game experiences trying to think outside the box i think you played in the x-wing game I yeah me and my a nephew couple did yeah. because of of uh, some deployment issues i have but we really stretched that rule system that was a, yeah. it's a fantastic system by um fantasy flight games you know the x-wing i loved iPad. it like i literally said when i left that night and i'm like i'm gonna go on amazon when i get home and see how much this is and see how much it'll be to like buy into the system which this is a great thing and we're gonna throw this out there because Trust me, I'm a whore, and I'm going to send this <laughs> to every gaming place there is. But, like, if you're a gaming studio like Fantasy of Flight, like, this is a good way to kind of get people, get their kind of appetites wet for your game. So it's like if you send Lakeland Role-Playing Guild a free copy and then, you know, they do, you know, they play it a couple nights, people might be like me, myself. I Googled and went to Amazon to see how much it was yeah. so I could buy it for myself or at home. And so. if you're listening, Fantasy Flight Games, you can be reach, reach me at MrCupcake at TheJustIceLeague.org. I will yeah. take as much free stuff as you want, and I will play it in front of as many people as I can possibly reach. Well, trust me. You're going to get all your stuff <laughs> plugged at the bottom, and when we get to the end of the episode, we're definitely plugging all. But I, re I really mean that to all this the, the, the people out there is that, you know, we we have got a platform for you where you've got, you know, 40, 50 people uh, a Friday that are coming out and playing, and that's, that's nothing to balk at, especially when yeah. it's just free copy of the game. Which to a lot of these companies isn't that big a deal. It's like, yeah, we'll send them out a sample copy and go from there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's and that's kind of the what we've done here. You know, is uh, Scott kind of approached me. I guess it's been almost a year and a half now. It kind of started organically. Yeah. So we really didn't start pushing the Just Ice League uh, until recon of year before last or last year. Um, but the idea was, you know, the LRPG has always had like an arena 
kind of banner yeah. that they say, hey, let's do some miniature gaming yeah. and some board game. And it kind of fell to the wayside for a while because nobody was really running. I mean, nobody was doing yeah. it. And that's kind of where we fit in. And that's kind of the goal is to is the cross I call cross pollination, you know, get RPGers to try out some of these board games and these miniature games yeah. and then vice versa, get some miniature gamers to come in. Hey, I want to play a miniature game here. Oh, you know, what are they doing over there? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But it, it's funny, and I'm going to butcher. I'm pretty sure the original quote was from Godfather, but I remember from Sopranos, it's like, once I was out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly what you did. Like, yeah. you pulled me back in because I was like, I'm out of the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild, and it's like miniature game. And I'm like, say what? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to come back and chase yeah. out some more. And, and tr- like Tracy puts me, I, I'm pretty sure she does this purposely. She'll put me near the door. And yeah. Because as much I love our, I cut my teeth on RPGs. Yeah. Okay. I read box. But it looks pretty when you exactly. walk in. Like as soon as you walk in, you see the miniatures. Like that looks really cool because when you see an empty table and there's books, it's like, eh. But when you see miniatures, like your eyes go straight to that. Exactly. So, so it, it's, it's got the visual appeal, you know. Yes, you can't go as deep as you can into a game as, say, you can with an RPG. No, 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 you can't, but, but still, I mean... The pros and cons of every format. You know, we yeah, can, there's, exactly. We're all in the quest for the most perfect game. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll, Someday we shall find it, you know? Yeah. But, but no, I, I agree with you 110%. And the fun thing, at least for me, when it comes to the miniature games, it's like I can play it, I can play it that night, and then I'm done. Like, when I go home, I know there was a winner, there was a loser, and it's like... I'm done. Unlike a role-playing game where it's like, I'm done, but I've still got this character. I've got to resolve issues. Which, But that's fun for some people, too. Some people want the, like, the long con, if you will. Like They want the, okay, I've got a couple more games to play. But for me, being as busy as I am, it's like, all right, and I know you know once every two Fridays I can play. Or ADHD, whatever. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. One of the two. So anyway, Scott, before we wrap this episode up, what else can people expect at Huracan? All right, well, uh, from our perspective, yeah. uh, the centerpiece of the, of the event um, is a joint effort that the LRPG and the Just Dice League are running. And Wolf Gaming. And Wolf Gaming. Um, uh, well, uh, it started off with us, and Wolf Gaming has ha- has come in with some amazingly good contributions the past couple of months. Okay, um, as 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 far as a couple of good game ideas and some really damn good miniatures and terrain, despite what he says. Yeah, he keeps trying to knock himself. Yeah, he, yeah, he keeps trying to belittle himself, and he's been doing the man. Uh, uh, Wolf Actual has been doing some great, great painting. There's there there's no doubt. Um, but but the centerpiece is going to be a um, it is a multi-format, multi-session campaign okay. called Lions and Leopards. Okay, it it is going to involve a lot of miniature games, um, some some large-scale format siege and some smaller skirmish type. Right, and there'll also be some RPG as well, okay. uh, fleshing out some of the parts of the story. It'll be set during the Hundred Years' War. Okay, um, thirteen sixty-two. Um, um, in in France, um, in and around uh, the small town of Loudon. Um, and it the the there will be a pre- there's going to be a light preliminary game, just you know beer and pretzel type just thing start, start to, to kind of you know kind of yeah. get your feet wet Thursday night. Then there'll be then then the games actually start then then the then the games then the games will actually start um, Friday morning, and we're going to have game sessions Friday morning, Friday afternoon, Friday night. Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, and Saturday night, and then Sunday morning there is going to be a wrap up um, where anybody who's taken part in any in any part of the game in any of the any of the individual games in the arc um, wants to find out what went on with the entire story. We're going to have a 
kind of a Sunday breakfast the recap. Brunch the, brun- the brunch <laughs> briefing. Um, and the cool thing, uh, uh, Eric, Mr. Cupcake, you can, can fill you on some, some of the extra details. But the cool thing about this is um, you don't have to play every single game in the session in order to get the story. Because each of the individual games are going to be a standalone event. They, but the results of them will f- will feed into subsequent stories. Um, Eric, you can fill in some more details on that since that's yeah, kind of your ballywick. To, to give a little bit of background, I mean, you covered that you hit the perfect highlight right there because that's my favorite thing about it. Um, but what's interesting, just a little, quick little background, is that this is actually an idea that we, I believe, Scott and I discussed like five or six years ago on the HMGS South forums, and we floated the idea, and everyone said, "Nah, it'll never work." Like we got a lot of, I mean, I hate to say it, but there was a lot of GMs out there going, "It's not going to, you're not going to get to that kind of level of coordination." Yeah, yeah. a ton so, of pushback. Yeah. So what we did last year for Huracan is we did this event called the uh, Star Wars Echoes of the Sith. Okay. And um, we had some hiccups, and we kind of like a, that was more of a learning process. Now we had a very short trigger pull. Now on what kind kind of game was that? Was that that was all Star Wars driven? Scott was doing RPGs. We had um, uh, it Rich. wasn't like miniature. It was only RPG. It was both. Really? Yeah. We ran um, uh, several like three Armada games. Wow. Uh, an X-wing game, and then I had a, the ground battle with um, Adats and yeah, ATST yeah. pulling on yards using the old classic West End game yeah. Star Wars yeah. miniature battle system. Oh, you know what's funny? We actually tried to figure out what the name of that was the other night, and we had a giant brain fart. So thank you for remembering West End Games because we had that when we had our, our friend from Loaded Dice over at Screeching Dragon Studios on with us. I was trying to tell him about the old Star Wars games that we love so much. I couldn't remember. It's West End Games because they made the Ghostbusters game. Anyway. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. So the idea is like what we were talking about a minute ago is that you, the, the, you got the, the weakness of miniatures games is that you sometimes can't get the story depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the RPGs, it's kind of small action. So we kind of put the two together to tell a story. Right. Now, like I said, we had a very short trigger pull. We had some kind of uh, hiccups. But what was awesome about it is the last game we played, I actually ended up canceling my last game and sending my players over to Scott's. Okay. We did a massive – he ran a massive game where we li- – of like – it was almost like a tactical RPG with RPG elements, combat all going on. We had different teams, Sith guys running in. But what the best part about it was – is that we made up this whole thing, the Ark of the Sith. Okay. We just, like, a Sith, like, Ark of the does. Covenant, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Right. For giggles and grins. Because yeah. this was all coming into uh, uh, Force Awakens, so we yeah. were doing, like, a tribute to Star Wars. Yeah. So, like, we literally had a guild member that designed the 3D model and had it printed, so we actually had the physical Ark of the Sith there. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, we had all this kind of... So, anyway, so we took that experience and said, okay, what if we took a year and did it? And then really try to dot our I's and cross as, our T's. As, as, oppo- as, opposed to, as opposed to the frantic beer and narcotic fueled three month run <laughs> yeah. uh, and and then the two week recovery period afterward yeah. of trying yeah. to get all this stuff done. Be- we took a year for Lions and Leopards and it's worked out way yeah. better. And it was essentially the same number of games we're running this time with two GMs. And now we've got we're up to four GMs. Uh, five, five, five. But I almost feel like some of that had it bleeded over to uh, something we had talked about earlier when we played the game because my nephew was with me when mm-hmm. we did the X-wing game. There was RPG elements to it because yes. you had like oh, yeah. things that were going on right. that were not just like right. this team needs to do this. There were like underlining elements which right. I think made the story way better. Well, that that's because the the, the vast majority of the Star Wars events the storage miniature events that run at the LRPG game nights right. are miniature tactical and strategic level stuff 
tied into my personal Star Wars campaign. Which means that now I've got to join that. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. We, do, we, we, we still have three members of the RPG team that are not permanently assigned yet, so you do have some wiggle room. Well, I've, now you've got four because <laughs> I paid my dues tonight and I filled out all the spreadsheet or whatever I had to fill out. So I'm actually in for that now, which is awesome. So I can jump in on that too. But that'll be good because, no offense uh, to you from the Just Dice League, you're only here like one week yeah, of, yeah. of the, the two. So it's like, well, the weeks you're not here, I can play the Star Wars, and it'll fill in Absolutely. the gaps for me. So that that'll be that'll be actually a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, he can only make one night one one night a month because he has a he has a wife that works, and he has a toddler and a golden retriever puppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's, yeah, he's little, due. Little cupcake yeah. is going to have me up in a in a few hours. Let's oh, put it that sure. way. I'm very, very <laughs> Which but, little cupcake? The, the the blonde one or the the, the kid one? My, yeah, my little kid one. Yeah, yeah, and um. But yeah, so that's what the the Lions of Leopards is going to be like. Scott was saying, you know, it's just going to be a way to, because that's one of my my only like downside of miniature gaming. Yeah. And you you probably experience this is that yeah yes you kind of get that completion of okay I play a game boom but it never carries over well, yeah and you don't feel like you there's no um, consequence I guess what yeah. you see so what ends up happening is you have the bane of every game because you have the meta gaming yeah you got the guy looking at us oh well it's ten thirty I'll go ahead and charge. When yeah. in reality, that person would never charge. So the idea is we're going to make sure the players understand. It's like, hey, that guy, is a, that's, his name is this. Yeah. If you just charge blindly and he dies, he cannot participate in this next game. Right, which is because you be a slight the next hindrance. level, yeah, yeah. Not anything too unbalancing, yeah. but it's going to be a slight hindrance to the players playing in the follow-on game because you killed Officer not appearing in this film. Yeah. You know? But, but also I think it was good because, like, literally you had a game here at the Gill, which we played a few weeks ago, which you guys are going to have to suffer the repercussions from come Saturday. Yeah. Is that, like, you had a game for uh, Lions of Leopards here, and it was like, hey, this game has an effect on what's going to go on at Hurricon, and the people that didn't come out for that, like, it's like, oh, well, sorry about your luck because it – has an effect yeah. exactly they're going to have initiative in yeah. the first game on saturday and what, which is and, huge in that game i found out like whoever has initiative yeah. that's big yeah you guys were having a struggle getting it well, you guys you were having struggle. struggle i got it. Back. i got yeah, yeah. i got steamrolled yeah that was yeah. i was basically <laughs> the carolina panthers on that game like i just got just donked once they took initiative back yeah but um but another and, thing we're and, gonna and, that, and that's the lion rampant rules from correct. osprey correct yes the Lions ramp rule, and they, which is a fantastic system, and yeah. it was—it's weird because normally, like when you put a rule system on a con game, you're like, "How much can I change to get this done in four hours?" Yeah. I almost had changed nothing. Yeah, um, and Eric changes rules for everything. Yeah, well, yeah, because it was funny. <laughs> like literally every game. It's I've, the oh by the way rule. Yeah, because every game <laughs> I played with him so far, because I played three games. I played the first time I, when I, I came back in the fold. We played BattleTech. Mm -hmm. Then the time after that, we played Star Wars, and then we played Lions and Leopards. Battletech and Star Wars, there was definitely the oh by the way rule because like we found out like after the fact, oh by the way, your big ships can shoot from the backwards. So I'm like, why the hell didn't you tell me that six rounds ago? Like now you tell me that they've got an AF gun or some BS. Yeah. And then it was like same thing with Battletech. It was like, oh, by the way, you know, these rules apply and these things on the cards don't apply. And I'm like, well, why are they on the card if they don't apply? You know? Yeah. And then with Lions and Leopards, I got to say, that was the most, at least to me, streamlined, where it was yeah. like, this, this, this. And I'm like, oh, okay, that all. It's you know, a super yeah. easy system to learn. And one thing we're going to do, too. And very adaptable. Out of yeah, very adaptable. Fun. It was very fun. Like, I didn't have, like, any downtime in it, really. Yeah. Like, it just, 
it was going, it's going, fast, going. It's easy to learn. You roll lots of dice, which I'm yeah. a gamer love. Yeah. You know, um, but um, the other thing we're going to do with the Lions and Lepers uh, is, too, is we're even though, like Scott was saying, you don't have to play in every game, you know? Yeah. And you saw last time is what we are going to do is we're keeping track of all the people who played. Yeah. And on Sunday during our little, you know, brunch brief, yeah. we're going to recognize the players who earned the most renown. We're right. actually got me- me- mechanics in the different games, so you could become a knight of renown. Well, yeah, because campaign. you even we said the guy that played on Friday, you were like, hey, exactly. if you win this on Friday, because one of our, our guild leaders, Casey, if I remember yeah, his name, yeah. Yeah. like his name is going to be on like the little chart. <laughs> yes. So it's like at the end of the game, that's going to be up. And you even said digitally that's going to be up. Like you're going to have not a website, uh, well, but actually, some we're way. Well, actually, we actually are building a community board like yeah. you would see like in a medieval town square. Yeah. We're going to have it in the lobby with the list of all the characters and their current status. So right. if someone dies, we're going to come and and mark their name out and say dead, captured, yeah. ransomed, whatever. whatever. And then, like you're saying, also have the players' names. Say Sir Casey, he has a renown plus whatever, you know. And yeah. So they can see how they're doing against other knights throughout the, the weekend. So it's just a little bit like you don't have to play in every game, but we're going to reward you for playing if in more If you do games. play every game, yeah. which I think is really, really cool. And the coin we're giving out says he who does more is worth more. Yeah, and, and you gave that coin out. And then you also yeah. gave a coin out because I got a coin that mm-hmm. had like the – I think it was just Dice League on one side and yep. Lions and, and Leopards on the other side. Each club has a part, like we're a participation ribbon. Yeah. You know, um, but those are to recognize you for participating, and we're going to recognize the person who played in the most games. Yeah. So the veteran or the veteran players, we're going to have them stand up and give them a little. Yeah, like, the, yeah. the guys that played like every yeah. single the game. Grand yards yeah. of the yards of the campaign. Which kind is of really, so. really cool. And I think that's a really fun thing, and it's going to be a fun, fun time there at Huracan. And, Scott, one more time. When's it going to be? How can they get tickets? How? Where can they find the information? All right. The information for the event can be found on the website for the host organization. That okay. would be that would be hmgs-south.com. Um, the event is running from Thursday, September 22nd through Sunday, September 25th. Two, three, four, five. September 25th. Um pre-registration for the show has already closed okay. that, that that closed 30 days prior to the event okay. um, our tickets are still available available at the door okay um, if you are not a member of HMGS South okay you will be paying a little bit more than the regular members um, it's $35 for the entire weekend at the door. Which, that's a hell of a deal because you get Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. $35 for four days. Right. There's not a con in the world that runs for $35 for four days. There's not a con in the world that runs 35 bucks for a day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thir- yeah, Thursday night is is very much the very much the cool casual beer and pretzels. Yeah. Emphasis on beer um, type event. We, we have, it, it's what, it's that what, was the night the happy hour with Johnny Deuce was not invited to. Okay. Uh, that's what we refer to as session zero, yeah. the, su- the surprise round. Yeah, um, we have we have a, we have a couple of uh, component clubs of HMGS: um, Jacksonville Garrison, South Florida Miniature Gamers, yeah. Central Pigs, F- Pigs uh, Central Florida Garrison, a bunch of other ones. Thursday night is usually the night where the where the, where the friendly challenge games happen. Yeah, you know, just everybody's kind of having fun or maybe ha- trying something out that they're going to try mm-hmm. out later in the weekend. Like, hey, let's just run this so I can get the kinks out. Right, exa- exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then and the, then the actual real gaming starts Friday morning at nine. Uh, first session runs nine to one. Second session is two to six. Um, at at slightly after six o'clock on Friday, there is a wild and woolly flea market. There'll be anywhere anywhere from from twelve to twenty four 
regular regular dude vendors yeah. selling their old stuff. Um, it is it is a wild time. Sometimes you can find some really good stuff. Sometimes it can be hit or miss depending upon what you're looking at, what yeah. you're and what and what you're into, and what your budget is, and too. what and what your budget is. But you can get some really good deals. Yeah. I mean, there's some guys that sell whole painted armies, yeah. you know, for like 135 bucks. Word it's, on it's, the street, it's insane. From what I've heard it's a good place, especially like if you like 40k and you want to get mm-hmm. into the hobby. Yeah, you could buy a whole army on the cheap, a lot better than yeah. you could if you were buying them piece by piece. And right. That that flea market is a, a thing of beauty. If you go in and just make sure you got a couple hundred bucks in your pocket, but I mean, and shoulder pads. Inch, well, there you go. <laughs> because it does get a little rough and tumble in there. But yeah, no, like you can get some really good stuff in there. Because I know people that literally look all forward yeah. all year to get in that room because mm-hmm. they're like, "This is where I'm getting this, this, and this." Because they know if they can get in there, they right. can get a deal. Um, uh, and you just you just have to watch out for one for 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 one one of our one of our fellow guild members and JDL members, yeah, uh, who goes by the call sign of Pookie. Uh, cause, cause, cause my brother-in-law. He, yeah, no. because because he has knocked a nun out of the way to get to get a, to get a hold of it of a of a of a castle terrain piece. True he, story. We have witnesses. We have witnesses. There's own video. He denies it, but it actually happened. Damn it! He saw this castle across the room. Said, "It's mine!" And he yeah. charged. And there was an old woman who grabbed it, and he just nudged her out of the way. It wow. Was, it, it, yeah, yeah. It's brutal. Um, and then uh, flea market runs for half an hour. Yeah. Oh, it, really? It, it is. It is an in and out. It, it it is it is a feeding frenzy. You gotta kill. You gotta yes. kid me. Let me because I cannot. I mean, I know yeah. we're, we're about to wrap up the episode, but you you gotta be kidding me. Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes, baby. My God, that is a hell of a flea market. <laughs> it that, is. A, that is a flash sale. Like yes. in real life. Like yes, thirty it is. minutes. It's open. It's closed. Yep. Wow. Um, and then we need that table space back. <laughs> yep. And then uh, and then then the third session is from eight until midnight. And, wow. the, and then those same session, those same session times run again yeah. on Sunday, on Saturday, and Sunday there are technically there are two sessions, yeah, um, nine to one and two to six. Although, in all honesty, really only one session actually happens. And, and what day is that? That's Sunday. Uh, that, that's on Sunday. Okay, so basically, what you're saying on Sunday is basically just a morning session. Pretty much, yeah. Because, I mean, because, a handful of people may play in the afternoon, right, but that's probably locals that can just go right because yeah. most of the vendors are packing up Sunday morning because they all got to hit the road. Well, and, and, and go back to home to another state or to another show. Well, and so, amen yeah. to that because I mean uh, we work a lot of shows and we're actually we're very grateful that you know Free Play Florida with the official podcast and I myself am the official voice of and other uh, events we do and usually the last day of the show is the one that ends early. Like even if it might say till five or six, it really means till like one or two because everybody's got to take down, they got to go home, you got work the next day. So I understand that. But I'll tell you what, this is going to be a great event. And, guys, you're listening to it. It's Tuesday. You've got a day and a half, two days. You could be there Thursday night. If not, you could be there Friday. You can get a ticket for $35. You can't get a ticket to Megacon for that. You can't get a ticket to any convention for that. For the whole weekend, 35 bucks. You don't want to miss it. So, Scott, tell them one more time how they can find and get their tickets. Uh, you can get additional information on the show at hmgs-south.com. Um, there, the, the front page will have a link button to the event page. All the information on there about, about, about times, about dates, about specific location. Um, it is in Orlando at the International Palms Resort and Hotel on, on, iDrive. on, on iDrive. Yes. Um, that, that's, the, uh, that's, the sand, that's the Sand Lake exit yes. on, off, of, off of I-4. Um, great time, uh, fun, decent hotel, 
uh, lots of great places to eat nearby. Uh, if you're if you're family folks, um, you can run down to Wet and Wild before it closes because there's going to be a new water park opening up on the yes. other side of the of the major highway. Um, and uh, there there's uh, there is a lot of stuff. Yeah, lots of stuff available. Like, hey, yeah. you know, I want to go, but the rest of my family might not. But we want to make a you know a weekend of it. Get a hotel room because that on I Drive you've got a point Orlando that's got like movie theaters mm-hmm. and shops and there's a lot of stuff you can do family wise. Like if you're like, hey, I'm the gamer, my family is not. There's a lot of stuff they can do. It's close by. Universal is very Universal close by. very close by. Yeah. I, I believe that they the hotel does does have some sort of shuttle type service or, or connection over there. over there or even to Disney. Yeah. So, um, um, and in addition to that. Um, um, God, is there anything I'm forgetting on that cupcake? I kind of checked out, I'll be honest. Okay. <laughs> well, awesome, guys. Well, you definitely <laughs> want to check that out. And like I said, that is coming up this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You don't want to miss it. You want to be there. Happy Hour is going to be there Saturday morning. I apologize. We're not going to be there the whole weekend. Hopefully, next year we'll be there the whole weekend. We can live podcast and we do a lot of things. And we hope to see you there. And, of course, you can connect with us at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine. Also, don't forget to send us your emails at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to send us your emails for Ask the Buck. Buck from Retro Game Treasure is coming on very, very soon, and you want to send him your emails. So put in the subject line, Ask the Buck, and that is at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to see us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show and give us a like. And, of course, you can always find our episodes at soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast. And, of course, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags you want to put on the Twitter machine. Hashtag HH podcast show, hashtag happy hour podcast, and hashtag deuce is on the loose. Later, guys. <laughs>